Hey, the topic is, is God faithful? And I love this idea that we have a faithful God. Can you imagine if God will be unfaithful? That's not a good news, right? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the cool thing is, right in the Old Testament, God made a covenant with Abraham. When we hear the word covenant, we'll say, oh my gosh, what is a covenant? In our days, we just sign a contract, right? And here's a picture of my wife and I. 30 years ago, in, in where I grew up in Buxangalan, I signed a marriage contract. We are now married for 30 years. Woo! 30 years, it's a big number in our generation, right? 30 years being faithful and said to my wife, let's be faithful for the next 30 years as well. Because we have gone so much a long way. When we speak about a covenant, we think more in terms of signing a contract. And I wrote it down in the Greek, what the covenant means in the Greek and in the Hebrew language. And then you see a very important sentence tonight. The covenant in Hebrew means berit, and in the Greek, diateke, that means you're cutting animals in two parts, and blood is sharing. And that's a very important point for a covenant. Why I'm telling you this? Because when Jesus Christ took the Lord's Supper, it's the same picture like in the Old Testament, a body, you cut something, and also the blood. When Jesus took the bread, he made two pieces out of this bread, like this. This is my body. And Jesus makes a link to the covenant of the Old Testament of Abraham. And then when Jesus Christ he took the blood or the wine, he said, I have shared my blood for you guys. And Jesus said, whenever you take the Lord's Supper, remember about the covenant of Abraham. For the Jewish people, the link was not a big deal for us to make the link. Are you really sure this is a link? Yes, for Jewish people, that's the link to the Old Testament. Hey, there's another thing about a blood covenant. And I want to speak tonight about the blood covenant. You see this all the time in the Bible. For example, God made a blood covenant with Abraham. Abraham with Abimelech, Jacob with Laban. David with Jonathan, God with Israel, and Jesus made a blood covenant with you and me. And did you know that the blood covenant you can find also in a marriage? People say, where in the marriage? In a marriage you just find a cake. But where in the marriage? Have you ever heard about sex for marriage is not a smart idea, it's not a God idea? Because here's a picture of, of, of my wedding, and when you wait for sex to the marriage day, then it's the big party. And you say, guys, go home, because I waited for the sex part, and now I want to have sex, right? And when you have, for the very first time, sex together, what happens by a woman who had never sex before? Here is the word, um, the heim, the heim, Tears and blood is running out. That means when you have for the very first time sex, you make a blood covenant with each other. And God is saying every time when you have sex with a person, you make a blood covenant. And that's the moment when I preach about it, you get so excited. <laughs> no, you're not. Because, oh my gosh, I have to wait with sex. 
we often we forgot the power of a blood covenant when you have sex with another person. You made a commitment. Blood and a body always belongs together. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 17, the Bible says in the Old Testament, if she has abandoned her husband and ignores the covenant she made before God. In a blood covenant, you need a body and you need also some blood. Tonight, I want to speak about nine, nine points. Nine points. You have never heard me preaching about nine points. Don't worry, uh, I will be on time. But if you have a smartphone, a Bible, whatever, please write it down because for me it's very important that you understand about the covenant. Often you will hear, God is faithful. And then people say, why is God faithful? You say, oh, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. But that's not a smart answer. The answer is if you understand how a blood covenant takes place in the Old Testament, you understand why in the world God is always faithful. I start with the point number one, the blood covenant you will find in Genesis chapter 15, verse one, and you see the whole entire thing, how God made a covenant with Abraham. Don't be afraid, Abraham. Check out when God said to Abraham, you see there's no age. I'm your shield, your reward will be granted. And when he read this, he said, oh, God is my shield and my blessing. Oh, that's very good. But behind that statement, it's the beginning of the blood covenant. Point number one, and I asked Dan Nish, he will, he will play God tonight. He is not God, definitely not, but he will play God. And you will help me to understand how the covenant works. Point number one in the covenant, write it down. Take off the coat or the rope. The first step is you give each other the coat. And now when you see this, you will say, uh, ah, cool, what's the point? Giving the rope means like the prodigal son. When the prodigal son came home, the father said, bring the rope. The rope is a symbol, you belong to my family. The moment we receive Jesus Christ, we belong to a brand new family, to the family of God. In Isaiah, you can see in this amazing Bible verse, it says, when God dresses me with a rope, I am so glad. I am so happy. I am so excited. Why I'm excited? It's very, very simple. The rope is a message of upgrade. Is there anyone who loves upgrade? Is there anyone who likes downgrades? Everyone hates downgrade. And often in our generation, we think if a person dies, it's a downgrade into the grave. The moment when Christians die, it's an upgrade to heaven. That's why you're not afraid about Corona. If you die with or without Corona, we have already an upgrade in us. God has rope, but the rope means the upgrade. The upgrade. Two years ago, I was in Dubai and I flew home and this was the year, whatever I did, I got the upgrade in the hotel and I entered Emirates uh, flight and I got the upgrade to first. Upgrade first in Emirates flight 380, it's like your own house. And I was, oh my gosh, what's going on? It was a seven hour flight and the stewardess, she asked me, what do you want? I said, everything. What do you want to eat? Everything. Do you want to sleep? No. 
Do you want to have a shower? Yes. Do you want to shave? Yes. I did a shower. I shaved myself. I eat everything. I drink everything for seven hours. When I came home in Zurich, my wife said, why are you so happy? I said, upgrade. <laughs> you know, and that's the picture I have. When, when people speak about heaven, I think about the flight back home from Dubai to Switzerland with emigrates. This is an upgrade. When we die and we when go to heaven, often people hear about heaven, you say, oh my gosh, I don't like heaven, it's boring. No, heaven, it's like first business in Emirates upgrade. That's the rope, good news, right? The second point is take off the belt. Often we think about the belt, yeah, we need the belt, otherwise my pants are falling down. But in the Old Testament, check this out on the belt, was also a weapon, a weapon. Of course, when you go to work, you don't have a sword, right? Otherwise people say, what's wrong with you? But in all the rest, the belt had the meaning, I am your sword. What's the meaning? God, from now on, God, I fight for you. Can you imagine how happy God is that we fight for God? <laughs> it's like a joke. But it means in the opposite, God fights on my behalf. And that's another story. Because often we are in a crisis, we are in a crazy season, and God is saying, if somebody attacks you like the devil, demons, whatever, Leo, don't worry, be happy. I will fight on your behalf. And God wins always. Always. And sometimes I got some emails, and then sometimes people are really angry about the church, about Christianity, and sometimes people are saying to me, I love to destroy ICF. I hate ICF. I hate all the Christians. I will do everything in my power to destroy the church. I always say, really? Do you want to do that? They said, yes, I will do it. Say, have you ever thought the boss, the number one in every church is not Pastor Leo? Yes, I am strong. I'm good looking. Yes, I know. But the leader of every church is Jesus Christ. They said, do you want to really fight against God? Do you want to destroy God? And if you do this, don't be stupid. God has never lost a fight. God fights better than you do. The bell means on your behalf, God fights. And here's one of my favorite pictures about two lions. The position about a lion baby is so small and so cute. That's the position of us Christians, right? And we fight like, and God, the lion father behind us, it's the picture. God, I fight for you. And the lion father, thank you so much, touches me. But when the lion father, mom fights on my behalf, that's the position in a blood covenant takes place. Isn't that cool? The point number three is cut the covenant. And here's the point, um, always you cut animals in two parts. And can you come here? Now here's the animal, one part and here's one part. And you know, you, you walk at a number eight and this is God and that's me. We are back to back. Back to back means before the covenant means what belongs to me belongs to me. 
or belongs to God, belongs to God. We have nothing in common. And when we make the aid, check this out. Now we walk the aid to the, to the flesh of this animal. Now we're almost in the middle. Now we see each other. Woo, hello God. And then when you finished the number eight, you stop face by face. Hey, check this out. In the beginning you said, what belongs to me belongs to me. But now I say, God, I want to make a covenant. What belongs to me belongs to you now. Can you imagine how happy he is, God? I have a garage, a small house, and a wife. In the position for God, it's like, oh my gosh, woo. But now God says, what belongs to me belongs to, Leo, to you, Leo. And that's the power of a covenant. That's why when we believe in Christ, heaven lives already in me. And now check this out. Now in this covenant, you say, if one of us breaks the covenant, is unfaithful, we will split you in half. That's the moment, oh my gosh, why is God faithful? Because he has never been unfaithful. God stands to his word. And that means actually, have you ever been perfect? Even though if you're a Christian, even though we believe in God, we're going to ISAF, a small group, whatever, sometimes we fail. Sometimes we do wrong things. We have disappointed God, right? In that covenant, we are not in a good position. And God is saying, if you fail, if you do something stupid, I cut you into half. That's not funny. That's why when Jesus Christ, check this out, he breaks the bread. He said to disciples, I know you so well. You will fail. You will do stupid things, but on your behalf, I have broken my body like in the time of Abraham. And I hang on the cross to redeem you, to forgive you, because you have been unfaithful in the marriage with God Almighty. And I'm so thankful that the grace of God is not deserved, but is so powerful. In 1 Corinthians Chapter 11, verse 25. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the cup in the new covenant, in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. In a covenant, you need a body and you need blood and wine. That means when I lose, when I do stupid things, there comes the point number four, it has to do with the wine. Raising the right arm and mix blood. That means you cut your right arm and you share your blood. This is what you have done in the Old Testament. This is Abraham, cut it, God, cut it, and then we touch each other. And then, from now on, my blood is running to the veins of God. And God's blood is raining to my wing. With other words, the power of God, the healing of God, the provision of God, the favor of God is running to my wing. 
Because God has made a covenant and the right arm means it's the blessing hand, the protection hand, the leading hand. That's the hand you bless someone else. How cool is that? To my veins, the power of God is running through. Hey, when you are a waitress, for example, and there's a, a, a couple who eats in your restaurant and they give you a tip. A tip is very nice, right? Every waitress is so thankful for the tip, right? It's the same thing when people give you an applause, if people give you a compliment. It's so nice, it's so touching. But the waitress cannot live from the tip, right? It's not enough. A tip is nice, but you cannot live from the tip and with the tip. You can live only with a salary. And the salary comes always from God Almighty. That's why the blood of Christ is running through my veins. And that means God is for me, not against me. God is blessing me. And all the privilege of heaven are already in me. <laughs> Do you know a covenant is more than a friendship? What belongs to God belongs to me right now. And if heaven lives in me, woo la la for Swiss people, woo that's an upgrade. Point number four, you exchange change names. God said in the verse number one, Abraham. Abraham means exalted father. But after the blood covenant, God says, from now on you are the father of many. Sarah means a noble woman. After comes the age, means the princess. Abraham without the age, the age means God, Yahweh. God's Yahweh name comes into the name. Have you ever thought why we call us Christians? Why you say, I'm a Christian? Why you say that? That means you change your name. You say, I following Jesus Christ. I following the Christ. And that's why Christ is my name. Christ is in me and I'm in Christ. We are a covenant. That's why we call us Christian. When God changes our identity, it changes so many things around us. And here is an amazing testimony. When God changes your name into a Christian name. Yeah, three years ago, I was in a really difficult situation of life. Um, my parents broke up and, and a lot of other bad stuff happened. And I was like, so yeah, I was starting to to drink a lot of alcohol and taking drugs and I was it was always getting worse and worse I was taking more and more but I was never happy I was never happy and it was it really was getting worse and in in this same time I also was searching for a job and I was searching and searching and searching but I couldn't find one and so I was so frustrated and sad and but then I memorized what my parents always told me they told me always about God and Jesus and so I was going to my bedroom I'm going I was going to my knees and I prayed to God God if you're here if you exist come and help me I need you I need this help and it, it really happens in 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 a month, after a month, I had a new job. I could, God gave me also an apartment. I could went to here to Zurich. I could uh, really make a, yeah, I could make a change in my life. And it, that's, that's such a big miracle. And the biggest miracle isn't even, uh, it's not that he just pulled me out of that, but he, he, step, he gave me something new. He put me in something new. I could start really from the, from, uh, yeah, from the start of something yeah, it was just awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes? 
Wow. You know, this, this testimony is awesome. You know what the devil often does? The devil is accuser of the saints. The devil is not accusing the unbelievers. He accusing actually those people that believe in God. And he will say, but, but you're going to the church, you're going to a small group, but you're doing this and that. How in the world can you call yourself a Christian? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? And then you're sitting here and think, oh my gosh, you are not perfect. The devil is accusing you. But we forget, even though if I failed and I should cut in two parts because you failed, is Jesus Christ saying, on your behalf, I died. I broke my body. I shed the blood on the Christ to redeem you. And I'm faithful and I will always be faithful. That's why God is faithful, even though if I lose and fail. Let's give this young dude an amazing applause. Thank you so much. Woo! Do you understand the power of a covenant? It's so powerful. If you understand it, then you will know what, what is the meaning that God is for us and not against us. The next steps, I want to read to you the point number six. You make a scar. You cut yourself and you make a scar. The point number seven, you give a a covenant terms, you say, when we make a covenant, this is what I give, and this is what you give. You have an agreement with each other. The point number eight, you eat a memorial meat. That's why Jesus always ate with the disciples. And the point number nine, and that's, that's, that's the point. When I started this message, I really had to fight with my tears. Because in the Old Testament, there's so many meanings, so amazing pictures who gives a vision what will happen in the New Testament. The New and the Old Testament are together. You plant a memorial. You plant a tree. Why are you planting a tree? After you made a covenant with the rope, the sword, the number eight, the blood, all those things, you plant a tree. And every time when you plant a tree, you take some blood and you put the blood on the tree. <laughs> and your kids will say, Daddy, our tree is crazy. Our tree is different than all the trees because on our trees is some blood. Daddy, why is this tree with blood? And the father will say, God is a God of generations. I made a covenant. And God is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If I made a covenant, the blessing will go from generation to generations to the next generations. And every time when you see this spooky, crazy tree with blood, it's a reminder. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. And I'll read it. In Hebrew, chapter 9, verse 48 and 20. This is why even the first covenant was not put into effect with the blood. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people, he took the blood of the cows together with water, scarlet wools and branches of hippos. He sprinkled the scrolls and he sprinkled all the people. Have you ever seen people with blood? It's weird. Why is 
blood on us. Why is blood on the tree? It's a prophetic picture about the coming of Jesus Christ. And every time when we see this tree in the Old Testament gives you the vision, we made a covenant with God, even though if we have been unfaithful. Check this out. When Jesus Christ, that night before he was betrayed, he took the bread in two pieces. said, if anyone is unfaithful, you will be split in two parts. And I will do this tonight on your behalf. Jesus took the blood and said, hey, I will hang on that cross and I will share my blood for you. Every time when we see the cross, you see the tree where Jesus Christ was hanging and the blood was on this tree. And the cross is a reminder. Whatever you're going through, whatever happens in your life, even though if you are unfaithful, even though if you don't have enough faith, Jesus died on that tree. He shared His blood for you and me. And grace means you don't have to serve it. Grace means you don't fight with the same power that God fights for you. Grace means that God will not go into the same step as you stepping in and being unfaithful. Every time when we see the cross, it reminds us together, God made a covenant. And this covenant cannot be broken. It's forever. Because the upgrade is already in us. Hey, if you understand the blood covenant, it changes your whole entire life. How? you do sex. How you read the Bible and how you pray. Can we stand up for a moment in all the locations, in all online? And I love this message so much. God has given me a new name. I'm God's son and you're God's daughter. Whatever happens, Whatever you do, however the devil accuses you, the blood of Jesus Christ is running to my vein. I'm not Leo anymore. I'm a Christian because my life belongs to God. What belongs to me, I hand it over to God. I don't live for myself anymore because heaven is waiting, whatever happens, whatever we go through. For us Christians, Corona season, it's not a big deal because we have already the upgrade. Whatever happens, upgrade is already in us.